Hi gang, thanks for downloading this classic episode of News Fighters. Just a reminder, if you're looking for new original episodes of News Fighters, they're now over on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. So search for Irrational Fear on your podcasting app or go to irrationalfear.com for all new episodes of News Fighters. In the meantime, enjoy this classic News Fighters episode. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, <laughs> adventures, and ghosts. This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. With Dylan Behan. Yes, good hey everyone. Welcome to News Fighters for today, the 19th of November 2021. Where has the year gone? This is the third last News Fighters for the year. Can you believe that? I can't. News Fighters is a comedic look at the big stories of the week in Australian news, media, and politics, presented by me, Dylan Bain, the cracked inner west tram of news comedy. Stick around, uh, podcast fans, because this week I'm interviewing Jackson Bailey and Joel Zamet, host of such huge Sans Pants podcasts of Plumbing the Death Star, Baseless Speculation, and more. More bad yes. movies, More please. just have... That's more what I want having a crack. <laughs> That's what I want. Yeah. Here we go. But first up, it's getting towards the end of the year, which means it's beginning to look a lot like election season. We may yet be months away from a federal election, but it feels like campaigning is already in full swing in Sydney. A confident-looking PM continued his pre-election campaign blitz. Hitting the unofficial hustings again today. He wants to shore up as much support as possible during this unofficial election campaign. The PM's been cooking, (laughs) eating and posing for selfies. In an attempt to show how Australian life is finally returning to normal. Yeah, Scott Morrison there trying to look like life is returning to normal. (laughs) Just like me. I know I went out for a haircut last week with my uh, personal press pack of paparazzi photographers. You know, like a normal person. So the battle lines are being drawn for the next federal election, which is looking like it'll be in March or May of next year. And we can already see the themes... Uh, that the leaders are going to be running on. Here's Morrison's economic pitch. I think that does highlight 
that Australia's economic recovery has to be secured by people who have a track record in economic management. Otherwise, you're going to see petrol prices go up, you're going to see electricity prices go up, um, you're going to see interest rates go up more than they would need to otherwise. Yes, and funnily enough, I uh, went on the Liberal Party website and so you can actually now buy a Keeping Petrol Prices down mug from their online store. Funnily enough, it seems to resemble a back in black mug from the 2019 budget that someone's just... Uh, liquid papered uh, keeping petrol prices down on it. But 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 that's what you expect from these guys, the better economic managers. Morrison's big overarching theme post-pandemic seems to be about the role of government. Labor loves interfering in your life. They love telling you what to do. We've had enough of governments telling people what to do. The Labor Party's policies, as I say, they just always want to tell you what to do because they love telling you what to do. The Labor Party loves telling people what to do and the only thing they like doing more than that is taxing them. Labor wants to tell you what to do. We don't want to tell them what to do. We want to support the decisions that they're making. Labor's all about telling them what to do. I mean, saying Labor likes telling people what to do after the last 20 months is a bit like a child saying, oh, you can't trust my sister. She'll eat all the cookies when they literally have a mouthful of stolen cookies. You're the man who literally shut down a group exercise class last year without even knowing what it was. Health clubs, fitness centres, yoga, uh, bar I hope I've pronounced that correct. I might need some help with that. Um, I'm not quite sure what that is, to be honest, but... Um... All right, and over on the other side of politics, how's a Labor leader Anthony Albanese's attack lines coming along? This is a Prime Minister who has walked away from scrutiny. This is a Prime Minister who, on fundamental issues, hasn't been fair income with the Australian people. This is a government that is not fit for purpose for the 21st century. Yeah, hasn't really mastered the art of repetition, has he, old elbow? Maybe try uh, picking one and sticking with it, hey? Uh, Labor did nail ScoMo on this, though. Scott Morrison was himself a target today as Labor scrutinised his claim that he has never told a lie while in public life. You ever told a lie in public life? I don't believe I have, no. No. Prime Minister, you said earlier today you've never lied in public life. Is that really true? Yeah, that's what I believe to be true. And, and if, what, what are you suggesting? When, when do you think I did? Yes, that's right. Scott Morrison believes he has never told a lie in public life, which sounds like a lie to me. But if he does actually mean it, he could still be lying after all. He's just uh, employing the uh, George Costanza defence. Jerry, just remember, it's not a lie if you believe it. <laughs> Thankfully, Deputy Prime Minister Barnaby Joyce was a bit more frank about if he'd ever lied. Probably. <laughs> and, and also, just... no shame about that? Well, I, I don't know. If you ask me a personal question about my life, I don't have to give you the straight answer. Yes, you know, personal questions like, where'd your wife go? Who's this new young woman? Didn't she work in your office? How many kids do you have now anyway? And on a side note, while we're talking about Barnaby this week, the uh, COP26 conference, of course, uh, announced that uh, they're going to f- start phasing down coal. Uh, the world is going to work towards the phasing down of coal, which of course meant Barnaby Joyce was out spruiking it. The Nationals leader putting the coal back in the coalition. If the world's buying it, there's a market for it. Yes, Barnaby, but there's also a worldwide market for human slaves and black market organs, but Australia doesn't decide to trade in these things because they're evil. Mind you, if you feel like uh, selling your brain to a... black market uh, organ buyers overseas, go right ahead, because I don't think they'll have much interest in your liver. Oh, and while we're talking about coal, uh, this is what Boris Johnson had to say at the end of the COP26 conference this week. It is beyond question that Glasgow has sounded the death knell 
for coal power. Which of course led Scott Morrison and National Senator Matt Canavan to say, Death knell? You mean still alive for decades to come, don't you? Do you agree that COP26 sounded the death knell on coal? No. So you disagree with Forrester? No, I don't believe it did. And, and for all of those who are working in that industry in Australia, they'll continue to be working in that industry for decades to come. There's never been stronger demand for our coal. And uh, uh, given the fact that uh, the agreement did not say that coal needs to be phased down or taken out, it's a big green light for us to build more coal mines, supply the world more coal, because that is what brings millions of people out of poverty. So we've got the best quality coal in the world, and we should be. Uh, supplying that to the world because it's good for the environment to do that. What the hell? Good for the environment? That's a bald-faced lie, Matt Canavan. Ugh, well, I certainly hope that got fact-checked on the Today Show. Uh, in fact, it was one of those debate segments. So uh, let's just see what kind of a rebuke he got from the other panellist. I grew up in a coal mining community, so I think there will be people who who um, t- who take comfort from, from that position from Glasgow. Ah, what a counterpoint. That's exactly the kind of balance you expect from the nine networks these days. Uh, now, on one side, you have a Conservative Nationals uh, senator who loves coal uh, debating against a Murdoch Daily Telegraph editor. What balance? Meanwhile, the ABC seems to have to put a pro-genocide panellist on every episode of Q&A, even the arts one. Last week, the panellists were John Bell, Jimmy Barnes, Katie Noonan and Bashar al-Assad for some unknown reason, just so Andrew Bolt and the Sky News night crew wouldn't get upset that the ABC's gone too left-wing. Anyways, back to the environment, and uh, last Friday afternoon, the government finally released its net-zero modelling. Uh, and uh, it revealed an interesting election policy that nobody was expecting. The Prime Minister is heading to the next election with a proposed carbon tax, but under a different name. It was unveiled in modelling today as part of Australia's plan to reach net zero. Paying farmers, companies and communities for projects removing carbon from the atmosphere through credits they can trade with polluters to offset emissions. Not a tax, says Scott Morrison, a price. What's the difference between that and a carbon tax? what we have is the cost of abatement that is run through our um, uh, climate solutions fund. So we've been running that for years. That's what we're doing. We don't have a carbon tax. We will, we will never have a carbon tax. No, there's no carbon tax in Australia and there won't be one. Yeah, never going to be a carbon tax. Where have we all heard that before? Uh, there will be no carbon tax under the government I lead. Well, I guess that means the Liberals are definitely going to have a carbon tax. Well, Labor, I know who you need to hire if you want to win the next election. We will fight this tax every second of every minute of every day of every week of every month. I think there will be a people's revolt uh, against this carbon tax. Yes, and Tony Abbott's definitely available. I mean, all he's doing at the moment is his podcast, which means he must really be down on his luck. (laughs) 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 And wouldn't you know who else hates the carbon tax? Scott Morrison doing his impression of Borat. Some may call this a carbon tax, Mr Speaker. Member for call it the Borat tax, Mr Speaker. <laughs> the Borat tax, which will be put on by the Labor Party with carbon credits to Kazakhstan. And I know, it, I know what Borat would think of the Labor's, Labor Party's policies on emissions reduction, Mr Speaker. Very nice, very nice. 
Anyways, back to the uh, fake election campaign, and there's even been some uh, policy announcements this week. Prime Minister Scott Morrison will tomorrow unveil his plans for a technological revolution in Australia, starting with a $100 million investment in new critical technologies. Yes, and if they really want to win this election, one of those technologies will be a magical machine that makes you forget about the last eight years. No, seriously, though, Scott Morrison did outline uh, what technology this includes. With an initial focus on cyber capabilities, artificial intelligence. Yes, that's right. Artificial intelligence, because clearly he doesn't have any natural intelligence to begin with. Thankfully, Chris Yulman from Nine had a longer and better pronounced list of what the new technological policies will include. Advanced materials, artificial intelligence, biotechnology, energy and the environment, quantum computing, sensing, timing and navigation, and transport, robots and space. Yes, Scott Morrison is trying to win the 2022 election with... Robots. And yes, robotic innovation is something that Australia is increasingly becoming renowned for and better at. I mean, here was an Australian robot that made the news just last week. Uh, let's see what it does. I bet it's something that's uh, truly important and life-saving. Let's have a look. A bunning store in Melbourne has introduced a sauce bot. What? Which smothers the iconic singer in tomato and mustard in just seconds. That's not know. a sauce bot for anyone. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully the source bot is easier to understand than the last great Australian robotic innovation, which was Dexter from the 80s dating TV show Perfect Match. I have really bent over backwards to find out your perfect match with a compatibility score of 75%. It's Wow, robots really have come a long way since then. I mean, Dexter couldn't even dispense mustard. Well, clearly I don't think Morrison's going to win the election just with robots and coal miners. Uh, Who else is he courting? That's right, you guessed it. Anti-vaxxer conspiracy theorist nutjobs. Our vaccinated Prime Minister is tonight accused of pandering to anti-vaxxers to lift his election chances after saying he doesn't support government-imposed jab mandates once targets are reached. We're not in favour of mandatory vaccines imposed by the government. Businesses can make their own choices. Arguing once herd immunity is achieved, unvaccinated people should not be shut out. They should be able to go to a copy, go and get a cup of coffee in Brisbane when you're over 80%, regardless of whether you've had the vaccines or not. Yes, and coincidentally, the worst thing if you happen to catch coronavirus when you go out for coffee in Brisbane is that you... Had to drink the coffee in Brisbane. Stephen Miles, the Deputy Queensland Premier, knew what was up with Morrison's comments, though. A Prime Minister more interested in carrying favour with coffee baron donors and lunatic backbenchers than the health and the jobs of Queenslanders. Wow, little did I know that the coffee barons still held such sway over our main political parties. Mind you, I have to say I prefer this over America where, you know, they have the gun lobby. I mean, they have the NRA. We have Nescafe. They have uh, Smith & Wesson. We have Pablo's and Rusty's. They have Tobin Arms. We have Toby's Estate. I have Wikipedia. I could go on and on. Also, speaking of coffee, if you want to be my personal coffee baron, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash newsfighters. And finally, on the election campaign, Morrison knows the uh, way to clinch the deal and win the election is to probably just try the most tried and trusted thing he always does. Bribe us with tax cuts. An extra $1,000 could be on the way for millions of Australians as part of a pre-election tax sweetener from the Morrison government. Yes, so in conclusion, Scott Morrison is trying to score another miraculous election win by pandering to coal miners, conspiracy theorists and coffee barons while trying to confuse us with nonsense techno babble about robots and green hydrogen 
while basically introducing a carbon tax, the opposition of which was the main tenant that brought his whole government to power eight years and two prime ministers ago. All the while, he's going to simultaneously hand out endless free money in the form of unsustainable tax cuts while pretending the other guys are the bad economic managers. And if Scott Morrison thinks we're dumb enough not to realise that his government believes in nothing except lying to win elections, well, ScoMo mustn't have much. Artificial intelligence... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, joining me now on News Fighters, uh, Jackson Bailey and Joel Zamet. Hello. Uh, who, for, those of, for those of you who don't know, uh, Kings of Sans Pants is Kings... Yeah, term? I would say yeah. so. Yeah, 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 I think it is. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I like Grand Czar at some at some point, but like you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where's going? Uh, well, yeah. Th- I'll thanks, take King. Yeah, <laughs> th- thanks for coming on the show. What I'm trying to do is have a bit of synergy because, like, I'm on the Sans Pants Network. Great honor, yeah, great course. privilege. Yeah. Love to be here, but I feel like our listeners don't overlap. So I yeah, want no, I want to yeah, get no, no. I want to get some synergy happening here, happening here. So just <laughs> fill us in on on you guys and and all the all the great podcasts you do on Sans Pants. Well, we do too many shows. A lot of them are yeah. based mostly around pop culture and dumb questions that no one thought mm-hmm. to ask but us. Um, yeah. And a lot, and far too much, I want to say, of Dungeons and Dragons because we are big, big nerds. Yeah, big nerds. We have Plumbing the Death Star where we ask just the stupidest questions about pop culture you can imagine. It's the show that began as like, a, oh, we're, we're theory crafting, you know, we're, we're creating these interesting <laughs> these questions. Oh, nobody's, yeah, yeah. nobody's what, asked this. What was the villain's <laughs> motivations? Why were they doing that? Did they have maybe something they weren't revealing to the audience? Mm. Let's do a deep delve in maybe the systemic problems yeah. of, say, some fictional universes. But then uh, we so did now it's like, Hamburglar, is he a hero or an anti-hero? <laughs> we don't yeah. know. 
<laughs> so, um, but it's still good. They're important. <laughs> I would say better. They're important. Yeah, uh, so yeah, plumbing the Death Star is, is that your biggest podcast? Probably the most famous yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And the whole idea is it's yeah. like hypothetical pop culture questions. I heard. I listened to a great episode. Mm. You had Ben Lee on to talk about. What yeah. Seinfeld character you'd play? And I <laughs> yeah. thought I knew Seinfeld, but you had a lot of obscure Seinfeld references. Yeah, there. somehow. What, what's so funny about that Ben Lee episode is specifically I had been rewatching a lot of Seinfeld, and I was like, "Dusha, wouldn't this be a funny question?" And he's like, "Yeah, that'd be funny to do with Ben Lee, but I have no idea if he cares about Seinfeld or whatever." But then Dusha was listening to him on another podcast, and Ben Lee was like, "I'm a massive Seinfeld head. I Perfect. love Seinfeld." And he was like, "Jackson, we're in. We're doing the Seinfeld question." And what, <laughs> what is crazy? What are some of the other hypotheticals? What are some of the the funnier, more more successful ones um, you've done on plumbing? Because it's every week. You must. Do you run mm-hmm, out of pop, mm-hmm. pop culture hypotheticals? Uh, I, I like the pff, how are you going to save the Titanic, which kind of yeah, just shows our ignorance in terms yeah. of world history mm-hmm. um which was great uh i'm i'm very lucky so we, we have a like a sort of living document of possible questions that we could do on on any episode and uh you know we all kind of contribute to it whenever we have an idea and mm-hmm. all of mine are stupid um mm-hmm. but recently we've had a run of guests and normally my questions get ignored by the other two joels uh joel <laughs> Dusher is the third member of the that that's not because they're like jackson that's not that's not clever. <laughs> that's a bad episode. <laughs> but we like guests pick the topic. And for like a run of four episodes, guests picked my stupid bullshit. Mm. And I was in hog heaven. Um <laughs> like I think Hamburglar Hero yeah, of Villain yeah. was one yeah, of yeah, mine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Who was Wally hiding? F- yeah. What, yep. what was the ultimate decision on that? Because I mean, he all he does is steal hamburgers. Uh-huh. I would consider yeah. that villainous. <laughs> or is he a hamburger Robin Hood? Does he give him out to poor people? Well, I, I think the the conclusion of the hamburger is that he was basically just a corporate shill. And it, it, ah. yeah, the problem is that it goes deeper than just the hamburger because like he is <laughs> friends with Ronald McDonald, who is also great friends with Mayor McCheese. And yeah. so really, it is just like almost all I would top. say like a almost like a false flag operation of, <laughs> of uh, yeah. the hamburger trying to keep the. Uh, I guess citizens of McDonaldville. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, what, what is that? What is it? What is their town called? Uh, it does have a name, but I forget what it is. Mm-hmm. It, might, it might as well be McDonaldsville. Yeah, McDonaldville yeah. complacent. <laughs> the corruption or, uh, always goes did... right to the top. Yeah, the fish exactly. runs from the head. Mm-hmm. That's all that proved. <laughs> uh, and recently, we had our semi-recently our four hundredth episode ever, where wow. we did we we picked episodes that um, we'd always wanted to do, but no, the other two had always been against. And the one I picked was, would you receive the oral sex as described in Flo Rida's Whistle? You know the song that goes, let me hear your whistle, baby, whistle, baby, let me know. And uh, it was incredible. We all decided no, because we don't know what the hell's going on in that song. And uh, you, uh, you also do Shut Up a Second, uh, which I've mm-hmm. been on, and you, have, yeah, and, that's right. and you have some amazing comedians on there. I was surprised, though, you don't actually tell them to shut up a second. What's the t- No. <laughs> Well, I guess it's shut up a second. Actually, the point is we we went the opposite for some reason. <laughs> right. I guess it's like w- what you're getting is the listener wishes you would shut up, I suppose, <laughs> as the vibe of shut up a second. Gotcha. Where people are like, please stop talking because, you know, no show infuriates people quite like mm. shut up a second. And I, I love that about it. Um <laughs> Because there's a lot of claims made every episode. A you lot know? of bold claims and a lot of hills that we choose, like you guys choose to die on, that often yeah. are like, why did you choose that hill? They're often meaningless, but I mean, we stand by them. 
People were recently talking about an episode where I claimed that I could live in a house with no ground. Um, and what, just I dirt. was like, that's... No, nothing. Just a big hole. Space. <laughs> Floating in yeah, space. Just space. Well, I think I think I was like, I'd have like- wires that I could cross like a big spider. Anyway, <laughs> what I found out from the people discussing that was they were like, yeah. And then part two. And apparently I brought it up twice. <laughs> I'm passionate about living in a no ground house. <laughs> Would it be I like one of those... Uh, indoor skydiving things. <laughs> I, I, I wish air. I could. I wish I could remember what past me meant. Really, <laughs> I don't know if I could defend past me's decisions there. But yeah, yeah like those it. indoor skydiving ones, you just fly over to your kitchen, cook an egg, fly over to the toilet, <laughs> fly over, kind of have a bath. I guess you could yeah. like turn the tap on in the water, yeah. just splashes, splashes up. The toilet would be yeah. problematic. Yeah. 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 yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Even cooking eggs, I feel, which is uh, your go-to food of cooking. And I know you hate eggs. Yeah, But you I always have to go to cooking eggs. That would also be hard because uh, it would just fly up. <laughs> yeah. But then you could go, mm. oh, oh, no. I was going to be like, you could go, you just open your mouth, the egg would fly in, but you've no, not no. cooked it yet. <laughs> you just hold, but also, you're just oh. holding your mouth open, waiting. It never comes down, Jack. Mm. It never comes down. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe you turn it off, slam into the ground, and the egg slams into your mouth. Turn it back on again every morning. Maybe that's that's how you have breakfast now. I don't know. I don't think this will work. (laughs) Yeah, I may have to admit defeat. That's fair. Back of the drawing board. Um, And then there's baseless speculation, which uh, I've had Mm -hmm. listened to. Now Now, that's about... Upcoming pop culture, so things that are about for to sure, come yeah, out. yeah, yeah. Uh, but looking back, it's been a tough mm. year. We've all had lockdowns here. Uh, what mm. pop cultures got got you guys through this year? What movie, game, or TV show just was just the best thing that 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 you were addicted to this year? So mm. uh, earlier this year, um, for a couple of reasons, uh, my partner got a little bit sick, and so we. Just started watching as like something to do in the evenings that was low energy, The Simpsons. Um, from season three on. And yes. anyway, so it was really good in those first early the golden age because those are good episodes. It's a great show. Classic. And then she yep. got she got better, you know, or she got like um, she improved. Uh, but we continued watching. And we're now on season twenty-nine. Oh, <laughs> and so I've basically watched nearly all of The Simpsons that's ever been. And even though it's not good, I think it definitely has got me through lockdown because it's become such a fascinating enterprise um, in in watching a show change and evolve. Um, so yeah, I reckon that watching all of The Simpsons has, has definitely and easy to help. watch. Just- Oh, well, yeah, the first seasons are <laughs> later seasons. You're like, what is happening? Oh my god, Elon Musk's on the show, Lady Ooh. Gaga. There's a Ooh. guest every episode now. Um, it's hell. But yeah. it's still but, uh, like I reckon with The Simpsons. Whenever I catch a new episode, like the writing hold, the writing holds up. There's still gags. There's still funny bits. Yeah. Just, I'm still it, laughing every now and then, yeah. Um, but it's just so unrelatable. It's like single income in a big house? This is crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I think the strangest thing about The Simpsons is watching it become more and more conservative over time. 
Like the episode I watched recently is about Mr. Burns going back to Yale, but it's too full of SJWs, so he opens his his own university. That was the episode, and it was crazy. Like he's like, oh, I want to start a nuclear power like class here, and all of the college students are like, we need safe spaces, and Mr. Burns is like, <laughs> and then he goes and starts his own, and I was like, wow, how did we get here? What is going on? Oh my god! Um, but then. And this was uh. crazy. The most recent episode I watched was about, so Homer, he's, his GPS takes him down an alleyway and he sees his dog, Santa's little helper, eating out of a garbage uh, bin and old Gil eating out of another garbage uh, <laughs> bin or whatever. And he's like, I got to hit one. Which one do I hit? And so he hits <laughs> old Gil instead of his dog. And then old Gil sues him. And in court, he has to prove that a dog's life and everybody ultimately agrees a dog's life is worth more than old gills oh my god this is an it's an argument i have with my friends all the time i'm like i am more important and worth more than a dog uh-huh. but every I time i say that everyone's like well no. what dog I jackson think- what dog? <laughs> i think Which of all our so friends rude. i think of all our friends i think i might be the only one that has not hesitated and to you be are. like no i would be like yeah jack i value jack more than a dog every yeah. single time but You're every the, uh, one of our friends is always just like, hmm. Uh, and they think about it. They even think if they say it. yes, there's like a pause where clearly they're considering yeah. maybe some dogs are worth more than Jackson's life. Anyway, that was crazy to see on The Simpsons. I was like, ah, well, I, that I'd, me. I'd argue you'd be more likely to kill a dog but just injure a human, but oh, it's a high risk to take. <laughs> yeah, 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 just go down the middle with your car. Injure me <laughs> and the dog. Um, uh, and what about you, Joel? What, 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 what pop culture has got you through this year? What, what have you been uh, into? I would say mostly like co- like uh, uh, comic books in in terms of uh, oh, cool. uh, my beloved X-Men um, mm. be, being an X-Men fan from way back when and and having to deal with so much garbage over the last since I began reading X-Men um, <laughs> they've finally like uh, uh, gotten a, a decent sort of writing crew and started uh, uh, really just making the X-Men interesting again and it's just it's just really fascinating it's very interesting I actually love it they've got this whole new mutant island of Krakoa they're a whole nation of people now they're wanting like you know uh, to be recognized as a sovereign nation and all this like all, all this interesting bullshit is happening and it's yeah it's been getting me through but it has been getting crap again so oh, it's, it's nice sucks. to know that they're back on their bullshit but there was a beautiful period of time where I was very excited very very yeah. excited to keep reading. Ain't that just comics man yeah, where you're like no, it's yeah. good again it's good again uh, but in the back of your head you're like but how long is it gonna last you know what yeah. how long is it gonna yeah. last yeah Damn. And, which, and which comic book is it a series of them or is it just a specific X-Men one Oh, it's all, all the X-Men. Like, so okay. they got uh, Jonathan Hickman, uh, who kind of revamped the Avengers and Fantastic Four previously to be like, I want to be in charge of the X-Men again. Cool. Oh, sorry, I want to be in charge of the X-Men. He's going to breathe life into it. And so he started off with this kind of miniseries, House of X and Powers of X, which just changed the sort of status quo of the mutant in the Marvel, cinema, uh, in the Marvel Universe. And then from there, all the different X titles um, sort of kind of followed suit and sort of explored different themes about this kind of stuff. And it was just the, all these different writers. I have like a lot of fun with it all. And then so I think of the first initial kind of like a uh, few comics, there was only maybe one dud. Uh, and everyone was like, yeah, this one's bad, but everyone, everything else is great. Mm. And then, and then now though, oh, it's just beginning to kind of, the cracks are showing. Oh, uh, it was announced that uh, Jonathan Hickman is actually leaving. 
as mm. well. So it's just kind Damn. of like, oh, it was so good for so for so <laughs> brief a time. And like the reason he's given is like, look, I had a I had a three act structure in terms of what yeah. I would plan to do. There's like a beginning, a middle, and end. But all these other writers are having so much fun at this like you know this section here that I'm actually going to step back and oh. rather as opposed to kind of you know sprinting to the end like mm. I, I'd planned, we're just going to explore these areas over here first. And I'm like, that just sounds like PR bullshit, and I hate yeah, it. And it feels yeah. like it's just going to go bad <laughs> yeah. again. Let's just pick up trials, trials of Magneto. Ah, oh, yeah, it sucks. Mm, yeah, damn. it sucks. Kaiju appeared for no reason. Middle of the uh, the issue. Why? I don't oh, know. Yeah, it's been fun. I'm not a. I'm not, I'm not a huge. I'm not a huge. You lost me a little bit there. I'm not a huge. I understand. <laughs> That's fair enough. DC fan. That, yeah. that, that'll yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. That'll but, um, you need to tell me to, to shut up for a second. But, uh, that, that's, this is the <laughs> that's where it comes from. But yeah, uh, yeah. and what are you guys looking forward to in 2022? Pop culture wise, oh, man. lot coming out. Let's I don't see. even know. Uh, I don't know if it's coming out in 2022, but I am looking forward to uh, June uh, part oh, yes. two. I guess I'm looking forward oh, to yeah, actually. I'm a June, June boy. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing in yeah. part one in the, in the cinema when it finally comes out to Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I sort of like also read like a, a, a comic adaptation of maybe a prequel of June. I don't know. Was very confused, and then so then I, I, I read like an adaptation of again uh, a comic adaptation of like June, which was like part one of whatever how many that's going to be. And I was like, I think yeah, I yeah. understand some of it. And then I just went on like a, a, a YouTube rabbit hole, like listening to all kinds of different lore about June. Um, so yeah, I, I, I kind of really got. I love that we have like you know the Benny Gesserit. We love that we've just got like, yes, these are the Harkonnen. This is like House Atreides. And we have all these like, oh yes, we've got to go to Araka to get like Arrakis to get the, the spice melage. And, uh, and then you have the main character, Paul, and his good friend, Duncan. <laughs> that is good. Yeah. I liked it. What I like about Dune, I, I mean, I don't care for Dune. I don't, it's too much for me, my little tiny pea brain to think about. Mm. But I like that we're getting like freak sci-fi yeah. back. You know, I feel like for too long we've had this kind of like this weird half chub yeah. sci-fi. Where it's like, oh, yeah, I want, I want freak yeah. shit. I want to yeah. be like watching... I mean, I guess it's kind of the X-Men thing. Like, people coming out of eggs, a lot of fake words. Like, bring mm-hmm. that back to the mm-hmm. to the movie. So I'm excited about so, that. Yeah, for no. I don't know about... He puts tra- a hand in a box and it's like, you know, do not do not fear. Fear is the mind killer. It's just like, okay, what's going to happen? All right, That's sure. awesome shit. Why is he doing it? Why is this that? a famous yeah. thing? All right, cool. Give me that crazy mm. shit uh, yeah, yeah, again. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to think what the hell's happening in 2022. Well, we got the yeah. new, we got the new, ma- we got the oh, new yeah, Matrix. I'm excited for that. Uh, that, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, mm. that'll I, be I fun. Think in terms of When's, upcoming, um, yeah, like the yeah. Matrix 4 coming out, I believe, in December. I'm very excited for. Uh, the Wheel of Time mm. uh, TV series, uh, a book, like a fantasy book oh, yeah, series true. that I did not finish because it was very long and I <laughs> don't commit to bits. Mm-hmm. Um, that's coming out, I think, this month. So I'll be excited <laughs> to, A, watch that, see if Whoa. it's good. And also, so finally to understand maybe the end of that uh, uh, storyline that I read so long ago. What else yeah, is coming I, out? I don't know. I'm even like looking up looking up movies that are coming out next year and I just, I I can't see any. I mean, like there's, there's ones I'll definitely have to go <laughs> see for my job. <laughs> I know. Like, uh, like, are we like, looking forward to the new Batman film? Are we looking forward to Morbius? I don't know. Uh, maybe to see how like bad maybe Morbius might well, be. So. Yeah. Actually, on yeah, on the on the point of like movies that I know are going to be like absolute dog mm. shit, but I think I, it'll be funny for me. Actually, there's oh, heaps yeah. of that'll, that counts. Year. That'll do. We've got Jurassic World yeah. Dominion, Morbius, mm-hmm. Avatar Two, Fantastic Beasts Oh my Beast god, the Avatar 3, sequels, the Uncharted movie that's coming out. 
Oh my it just god! Just reminded me of that. The avatar We're getting three of them, are we? It, it's been meant to come oh, out yeah, for baby. ten years. Oh though. yeah. <laughs> Yes. Uh, it's going to be incredible. Has that been like a new Avatar so, yeah, movie a- like every year for like several years? Mm. Mm-hmm. That's what we oh, That's what the people so I'm excited. for. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for all of that in a kind of death yeah. of cinema. Cinema sort of is way. dying yeah. and I'm here to watch its Cinema's death rattle. You'll be like, oh. went, and I've, let me... Let we me went 18 months yeah. without movies for this? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, this is great. Oh, I'm, great. I am I'm all ready. Over it. I am so ready to get mm-hmm. just like just feed me this bullshit. <laughs> feed me this garbage. Uh, yeah. Did you have a movie that maybe like you didn't like it didn't do well and have another crack at it? Why not? We're at that point now. You can do you can do you screw mm-hmm. up one movie, you make mm-hmm. a terrible suicide squad movie, no one have likes another. You can have do it again. Why not? That's okay. Uh, I, we can make yeah. a Ghostbusters uh, <laughs> remake kids. or sequel that we pretend means anything. Yeah, we yeah, say, yeah. hey, this is yeah. important, but it's yeah. not important. So many people are clamoring. It's I, don't, I love me a Ghostbuster. It was so it. good. We need to, we need more of that. Look at all these loyal fans who love Ghostbusters. Who are and yeah, constantly no, disappointed. <laughs> yeah. No one... Ghostbusters doesn't mean no one, anything. No, no it's one nothing. Um, it was Dan Aykroyd's suck fest <laughs> in the 80s and 90s. It's not important. It's great. More bad yes. movies, More please. just have, That's more what I want having a crack. That's what I want. Yeah. yeah. Go. Why not? See if it's good this time. I think that'll definitely be the case. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> Wrapping up. Before we go, Anytime. any tips for a fellow Sans mm-hmm. Pants podcaster what do i need to do to have a hugely successful sans pants podcast like you any tips god huh. i don't know how huh. I, I, well i don't know how we have <laughs> as many listeners as uh, we do that's absolutely can you get random as far as i'm concerned yeah. yes yes yeah, I like, you yeah, need to be real, stupid like, up. just just mm. find out what your iq is now <laughs> kill those brain cells <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kill those, Make yeah, bold exactly. claims and never back down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's... Yeah. Re- revel. That's our I think advice, I, that I, bit down. I think that's fine. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, okay, so I guess if you look at, like, like happiness to depression yes. as almost... As opposed to mm. a line as a circle... <laughs> Sure. Yeah, you, you really sure. want to get into that little bit, that little wedge where depression meets happiness. And you just want Delusion. to go like this, <laughs> yeah. this sucks, this sucks, this sucks, yeah, this sucks. Yeah. Oh, but maybe it's good. <laughs> maybe this maybe is what I want. Good. Maybe it's maybe funny. This, this absolute <laughs> tragic and bullshit that's happening here. That was pretty funny. Well, that's I just lead into that. Well, following, Australian, <laughs> following Australian politics, that is my mood all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Perfect. You're doing yeah. it already, then. Exactly. Well, I went back. I, I, I almost went back to depression for a sec. Yeah, no, nah, you got to lean in. It's pretty yeah, funny. Yeah. It's fucked. You've got to lean in. You've got to lean in. Well, you gotta exactly. lean in. Ah, what so are you doing? Good. Oh, yeah. Did he? Do li- you think he lied to us? I know he lied to us. I don't necessarily agree with his <laughs> statements of it. Yeah, no. What else can you tell us? Oh, is he lean in? Good. Beautiful. God. Oh, Beautiful. Genius. All right, Jackson and Joel, anything to plug? Where can people find you? Shout out your shows. Sure. Uh, you can find everything that we do on sanspantsradio.com. You can follow us on Twitter uh, at sanspantsradio. Uh, you could also follow me individually. I'm uh, at goddammitzamit. 
Uh, and I'm at all dogs are dead. And if you want to follow me on Twitch, I'm twitch.tv slash Jackson Bailey, B-A-L-Y, if you want to see that for whatever reason. <laughs> Amazing. All right, Jackson and Joel, thanks for being on News Fighters. Thank you very much. Ah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having Cheers. us. Woo. Cheers. Alrighty, that's News Fighters for today, the 19th of November, 2021. News Fighters is written, produced, and edited by me, Dylan Bain, for Sans Pants Radio. And a big thank you to Jackson and Joel for being on the show. Don't forget to check out all their podcasts and all the great Sans Pants Radio podcasts at sanspantsradio.com. Don't forget, you can subscribe to us on YouTube and on your podcasting app of choice, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NewsFightersPod. To support the show, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash newsfighters. Also, we refuse to advertise on Facebook, so sign up for our free Substack newsletter at newsfighters.com. And here it is for the third last time this year, and probably ever, your whiff of pine. Which rather ranked with the Minister for Sport at the time, who said that there's nothing she liked more than seeing a couple of girls being punched around the ring. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods, for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code GLOW. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.